Hey everybody, it's Jake, and I am alone in the basement. Uh, today we're going to be talking to Akira. Uh, this is a guy, uh, I think based, yeah, pretty sure, based out of the Midwest, but travels everywhere. And when I mean everywhere, I mean literally. This dude's been all over the East Coast, down South. I mean, this dude is definitely putting in the miles and uh, giving us some crazy matches along the way. He's an uh, incredibly versatile athlete, can wrestle pretty much every style, and it's it's nuts all the stuff that he's done and uh, all the places he's been. I mean, he's even been international. So this one's gonna be crazy. And in two days, uh, he's gonna be working ICW No Holds Barred's first deathmatch drive-in. He's gonna be there working uh, Reed Bentley, which is gonna be a fucking nuts match. Uh, I can only wait for the stuff they're gonna do. So you know the deal by now. Stick to the ad and then the way back. We're gonna be talking to Akira. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are with Akira again, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, not a problem, man. Uh, you're the, the first dude I've ever had on who's done death matches, but you're way more than that, and I think it's important that people know how much of a, a rounded athlete you are, and it's crazy all the stuff you can do. Uh, it's it's stuff that I kind of uh, acclimated over time, honestly. Um, especially the death matches. I didn't think I'd be doing death matches. <laughs> But uh, I winded up there anyway. <laughs> Twenty other words. So uh, we'll just start at the beginning with the uh, I'm sure bullshit uh, o- overused <laughs> question you've heard a million times in your life. How did you get into wrestling? And do you remember if there was anything that once you saw it, you knew you were hooked? Um, I mean, I grew up watching it as a kid. My dad had all the uh, WCW, um, WWF tapes that he, uh, you know, he'd, uh, on the, um, but the, for the kids listening, it's back in the day, you could, uh, you had these things called tapes and you could record over shows while they played. And so my dad had a ton of those. Um, I just remember, I don't remember like, uh, exact moment. I remember, I remember watching, uh, when Hogan turned to WCW, I, that's a memory that's in my head. Um, but then he also had like all Japan, um, New Japan stuff, like, like the really weird and obscure stuff too. It wasn't a whole lot of them, but it was enough that it stuck with me. Um, I just remember watching like uh, The Rock and Bret Hart, and it was just it, it kind of registered. But then you know you kind of um, grow out of it when you get older. And then it was around when I went to when I got like my mid like early twenties. Oh, I'd say like 18, 19, and 20. Uh, I was friends with someone. They were sitting down watching, and I hadn't watched wrestling in so long just because, you know, the teenage angst, you're more, fo- you're more focused on that than anything else. <laughs> and um, I just watched uh, Nakamura and uh, Sami Zayn, and I was like, oh, hey, I remember wrestling. Oh, hey, wrestling's pretty cool. And then it was just all from there, like uh, – uh, the Omega, Kenny Omega winning the G1. I watched all that because my friend was watching it. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to get back and watch New Japan. And then it's just, it just spiraled from there. I watched uh, Katsuyori Shibata versus Okada. At, what was it? Sakura Genesis 2017. Oh, yeah, 2017 because yeah. I was training. And that's when I decided, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle like that. And <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and hopefully not get any aneurysms along the way. Uh, hey man, I'm wrestling Reed Bentley on Saturday. It's probably gonna happen. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, so what was it that made you think that you or decide that you were gonna go train? Um, funny enough, uh, in high school, I like, I could have been a 
my, there was wrestling coaches that wanted me to wrestle, and I was like, wrestling? I don't want to do that. That's uh, That sounds stupid. I'm going to be a swimmer instead. <laughs> but I, I went to college for, like, because my swimming was that good, I, I went and I swam in college. And once I, got, I graduated, it turns out there's not, like, a whole lot of sports that you can do when you graduate. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I really missed being an athlete, and I started doing some, like, uh, I started wrestling with the amateur wrestler guys that I knew. Um, and doing like some jujitsu classes here and there, and I was like, I really miss this. And then I saw it because I was watching um, just some random pay per view, and I decided, you know what, I um, I might want to try wrestling. And then when I watched uh, the Soccer Genesis, because I'd st- I'd stay, I'd, I was that one guy that I would stay up and watch. Uh, the new japan shows like at three in the morning i'd go to my friend's house and um i'd, I'd you know steal his wi-fi essentially and i'd sit there and just watch and he just he just like shrug his shoulders every time i'd walk through the door and be like ah oh, it's, it's it's wrestling time i'm like yep wrestling time <laughs> so it was essentially just a neat like a desire to not be uh lazy but it was also because i i can't i can't stand working a normal job i hated it and i was like this isn't fun for me i've never really wanted to be a a desk guy i never wanted to be a guy that's you know clock in clock out that's how you make your living it's just i'm, I'm too uh i love life too much I, I like doing things too much that interest me if i'm not if i'm not interested in it, i just don't i just don't care i don't know what, i was gonna say something else but i don't know if we're Profanities allowed. Oh, I say fuck constantly. Yeah, do go whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to be bored as shit while working a job, and it turns out wrestling, I'm never really bored unless I'm working someone that's boring. But <laughs> and I mean, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that, and I I totally get it. I mean, most of the, the day jobs I've ever had, I'm I'm not really engaged. I'm just kind of there to make a paycheck and leave. You zone out. It's like it's in the back of your mind. Um, I mean, honestly, like my family kind of like shunned me when I started. I, I kind of uh, I started wrestling behind their back. I went to training. I paid for it. I worked two jobs and I traveled uh, like three hours one way. And I'd stay at my trainer's house for the entire weekend and we just watch tape, train, talk. And like my, when they found out, my mom was um, she's like she's like a stereotypical Asian mom. Where she's very like, no, you're gonna go to school. You're gonna get a job. You're just, this is how you're gonna live life. And I was like, no, I'm into this. And so she found out. She got kind of pissed off. Then, uh, then I had my debut, and she was still like, I don't think you're gonna do anything with this. Blah 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 blah. And um, I said, fine, f you, I'm leaving. And um, I mean, I, I lost my job, so I just said I'm leaving, and I left, and, and I moved out, and I've been back since. And I, can't, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I'm not. It's it's not a. Uh, I'm. I think I'm close to making it a full time living. It's. Um, and, and I mean, in two years, that's saying a lot. I've been told no a lot. And I, you, know, you just keep persevering. But I've always been the kind of guy where it's like, I'm going to do things my way. I mean, that's like my entire whole thing is you know the Akira way, doing things my way. Um, some people think I'm stealing from them it's like i had that i, I had that mantra in my head from the get-go <laughs> yeah and you really you were a dude who came out of nowhere and you just i you i feel like you are a little under the radar 
But once someone sees you for the first time, it's like, holy shit, where did this guy come from? I mean, yeah, thanks. thanks for, I, I heard that. I hear that like, frequently. It's funny. A lot of people in the Midwest kind of like shrugged me off. And then when I went, I went to like the East Coast and went to like Mexico, and it's, they love me there. And I mean, it's it, it's really it's fun to hear people say that. I mean, I think it means I'm doing something right because I'm. A guy, I always listen to people, but I'm always sticking to my guns, my principles, and the fact that people are saying like, "Dude, where the like, where the hell were you at?" And I'm like, "I've been going along like in two years. I've had like 400 to 500 matches. Like it's it's been brutal. <laughs> like my body was really messed up the first year and a half because I just kept because I, I was essentially wrestling for free for the first year and a half. So I'd wrestle. I'd go to these shows where it's like in a festival, and I'd wrestle like." two or three matches like hey we need to fill up an hour like, i'll go out and i'll do it whatever i don't care because <laughs> i just wanted to get, i just wanted to wrestle again um and then you know i then i went to mexico and then i was like oh hey you can i can actually make money getting a little bit messy and then it's <laughs> that i almost died and then <laughs> and then people i got more exposure because of almost dying and then um Turns out that people are like, oh, wow, you can really wrestle. We want to pay you to actually wrestle, too. And now, now I'm, I'm kind of finding a balance between both. It's It, it all happened really fast. I'm trying to be as ready as I can because you never know what's coming around the corner. No, wrestling, That's one thing I've discovered. Wrestling is definitely uh, a lot of the business is right place, right time. It's... I mean, I, I also can't say, like, I did it myself because it's I've, I've ridden with some really good people. I, I mean, you meet a bunch of, like, snakes and dickheads throughout life. Wrestling especially, as, you know, the past two, three weeks we've come to discover. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but the guys that I've met and I've ridden with and I've learned the most from, and, like, they've they've been nothing but good to me, and, I, like, I consider them family. And, and honestly, I could say, I think I could say I... I've met more than most of people that I can trust in wrestling. And that's great to hear, man, honestly. Because as you said, I mean, it's it's notoriously a business where, you know, people get egos and they, they get this idea themselves. And then sometimes they get worried about people taking their spot when there wasn't really a spot in the first place. So to find good people oh, yeah. is, is a great thing. And it's, it's honestly... Um, a lot of these guys I just met randomly. I just jumped in the car with them, and then I met these people by proxy. Um, like, when I first started, I really didn't know anybody in wrestling. Um, so the fact that I've gotten to the point now where people kind of know who I am, and the, the fact there's, like, some hype, especially in, like, the deathmatch crowds. Like, people get really, um, especially with the No Holds Barred show, people got really hyped when they saw that was announced. And, um, like, especially today, I, I was, like, I'm not used to like looking at Twitter because I'm having people like tag me and shit, but it's, it's been, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, I, I can't imagine being like, um, people like Nick or, uh, you know, people like in, the, in any of the feds, it's like, these are constantly getting tagged. And shit. Oh yeah. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine that life of every time you open it up, you have like, you know, 99 plus notifications and it's all bullshit a thousand thousand notifications of like people just liking a a random post i mean it's kind of cool it's kind of cathartic because you see that you're like hey people are noticing but then you're also like 
man, when you get to that certain level, because you're going to have like 50% of people shitting on you, 50% of people loving you. Like, and that's one thing too. I've, I've, especially in the past year, like people have started noticing my wrestling and, and my deathmatch stuff, but I've never really gotten like super shit on. Like, you know, there's like those, uh, those Facebook groups where it's like, Hey, there's this, sh- here's this shitty clip of a, of something happening in a match. that's taken out of context. And you people are like fucking yarders and shit like that. I've never had that happen. And I'm like, wow, this is, and I- I've done some stupid stuff too. So I'm like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so when you got out of, of training, what made you go with the name Akira? Cause I'm, I feel like when people, you know, hear that name, they instantly think, that it's gonna be yeah the, the anime or that you're you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be this you know full-blooded japanese dude and you're not well yeah it's i, I kind of picked it up because um it's it's similar to my real life name which i i like nobody in wrestling even calls me by like because by my name like there's some people that you'll you'll like They'll say, uh, "Hey, so and so, their real life name." They're like, "No, there's too many of you in uh, in wrestling, so we're just gonna call you Akira." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I, I'm at least I know when you're asking for me. I know who you're talking about because I'm the only one, probably in the United States." Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was that of like it's it's close enough to my real life name, um, but it's also like I grew up with the movie Akira, just like I grew up with like WCW and all those other shows. And I was just like, well, like, because when I grew up, um, I was the one like minority kid in the in an entire school, like in the middle of nowhere. So I got shit on a lot. I got called like every name in the book, and um, I used to kind of like hate who I was. Um, but now, like, especially, especially now, like, I just I kind of said I'm gonna embrace it. Um, it makes me different. Uh, I, I knew there wasn't a whole lot of uh, Asian wrestlers I could probably name like in America, like maybe um, on my left hand, you know. And it's just one of those things like when you say it, you look in the mirror and you, and you say it out loud to yourself. Yeah, that, that fits. And uh, a lot of people have asked like, "Well, what about your last name?" And I'm like, "I don't really have one." I mean, like, my, like my family kind of uh, disowned, did not disown me, but like they don't really talk about me like that they're kind of like embarrassed by it so you just i say i don't i don't have a last name i don't really have a like a family a family name i can have someone wants to give me one cool man but (laughs) i don't see it happening uh now did you ever like think of doing it in all caps like kind of other oh you know i do see that's the thing i do there's just people that don't okay even though i ask okay one looks so much cooler than the other guys. Doesn't it not? That's what I mean. Like, when you look at, like, a Japanese card and, like, for instance, like, the New Japan guys, when I see show in all caps as opposed to just show, oh, it yeah. definitely it's, pops. Um, it looks better. It does. Like, Sonata sounds cooler. Kenta sounds cooler. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, when I first started, I had guys, because I wanted it to be in all capitals, but, like, well, you're not Kenta. I'm like, I never said I was Kenta. I just said it, it, it will look cooler. Like on a poster, if you're all capitals, it makes you stand out more. It does. And like some promoters, some promoters still don't do it. And I tell them like, hey, from now on, since you're going to use me, please do this because it looks better. And that's how I want it. And they're like, okay, cool. I mean, uh, it's cool that like No Holds Barred was kind of just did it. 
Um, and uh, On Point does does it. ICW, um, Milwaukee does it. I'm getting to the point now where people are starting to listen to me and starting to brand me properly. Because <laughs> I, 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 I pinch my nose every time. Like, I pinch the bridge of my nose and I just go, God damn it. Every time someone doesn't do it right, it's, I just mutter under my breath. And my dog will look at me and I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so who were some of these people that were really helpful to you while you were starting? I mean, you mentioned okay. the rides earlier. Um, so there's a bunch of people that um, I thought they were going to uh, be helpful to me. And it turns out they, they played nice in front of me and they talked shit behind me. That's um, that's a lot of people. And a lot of those people have been outed recently. So I'm, I'm kind of like. Fuck you out loud in my in my head. Oh yeah, that's karma. Um, but um, Aiden Blackheart was the first one. Uh, I was introduced to him because there was a I've met a fan at IDB Mid South when because my my third match ever was at a Mid South scramble, and because I was just, I went to a, a seminar and um, I just you know you just meet people there, and they found me and they're like, hey, um, I. If you want an opportunity, you can hop in the car with uh, this guy, Aiden Blackheart. And I was like, I have no idea who this dude is, but okay, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I wanted to get out there. I didn't want to be that guy that uh, stuck around because, like, my my home promotion doesn't even book me. Like where I trained at, they don't use me. I mean, it's it's kind of funny to me, but um, I I said, yeah, I'll um I'll I'll go along with the ride, and I hopped in and I went to like two or three uh, shows with them. And then it was just like, it was that mesh. We like, we just felt like cool talking to each other. And from what he tells me, he was like, because I came up and I, I, I gave him some hand gestures. He's like, who the, he's like, who the hell is this dude? And I met him, shook his hand. He's like, oh, he's just a cool dude. He's just fucking around with me. And like, that's literally like our friendship. It's, it's us fucking around with each other. When we went to Mexico both times, fuck around with each other. Um, but through Aiden, I met uh, Mercer, Shane Mercer. Uh, you guys see him killing killing people on GCW. Yep. Um, met Mercer. I met a couple other guys, especially in the, like the Louisville area. Um, but through Aiden and through Shane, I then met John Wayne Murdoch, and I met Reed Bentley. And then that story kind of just you know tells itself. Um, I just rode with them, and now here I am being the third guy in the group, and we're all a bunch of uh, bunch of oddball rejects, you know. <laughs> But like those those four guys, I'd say really uh, really helped me and really helped me uh, cultivate kind of who I am. They gave me ideas, especially me and John. But like we, we talk back and forth all the time, every day. So the same thing with Aiden. It's just we're always talking. But the, like, those are the core group of guys, and like through John and Reed, and that's how I got to on point, and that and that's how I kind of like I branched out, and through through like on point and through those matches there it's like okay now i'm on uh i um icw milwaukee i'm going i mean on this saturday i'm on this this show on saturday it's just it's a weird turn of events and it's it's funny because a lot of my matches like in my first year i really couldn't uh i don't have any footage of them but like the ones that i have footage of that's the only ones that people talk about so <laughs> like the Tremont match, people at On Point talk about. The, the, me and Tony, people talk about um, all my death matches, which I've had like maybe fourteen in a year. Um, but like they've all stood out. Yes, and I think I think that's a testament 
Um, just uh, the places I'm at and the, the people that I've wrestled is all these guys um, and all these all these promotions. I've, they basically got the word out that I'm not just some underground dude. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm the most popular dude either, but like people know who I am. And the fact that people are like got excited enough for this weekend shows that you know I might not be talked about all the time, but word of mouth is a thing. Like social media presence isn't always uh, the say all, the end all be all, you know. Yeah, and even if you know, if, say like everybody isn't talking about you now, it's not going to be long until they are. So <laughs> yeah, people are. Especially this weekend, people are really hyping it up. I'm just, I'm wanting to go out there and really deliver it because it's been like three, four months, and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I've been saying, telling people I, I want to come out swinging, and I wasn't joking. Like the, these next two, three weekends, people are going to be surprised by uh, what happens. I think. Okay. I, I honestly, I, I can't wait for it, man. I'm so pumped. Uh, uh, well, there's there's some wrestlers that are like joking, like man, I've taken my first bump in in months, and I'm like, yeah, my first one's probably gonna be something like through glass or something. <laughs> so, welcome to my fucking life, right? Something fucking absolutely insane. I was like, don't 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 bitch at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, like as you were training, you were big on watching New Japan. Who are who have been some people that have influenced the your style? Um. Let's see, like, I want to go back to, like, when I first started. I'd say in terms of, like, uh, wrestling and character, or at least how I uh, want to present myself, uh, The Rock and Bret Hart especially stuck out to me. Um, there was a couple guys, like Tajiri, and, uh, that I remember. Um, but, like, mainly it was, like, Bret and The Rock from WWF. WCW, I'd say... Um, I don't know. I like. I always like DDP. It wasn't really like I don't. I don't really wrestle like DDP, but he had that uh, that look and that that star power. And when it came to like New Japan and uh, All Japan, uh, I'd say All Japan, like especially the, the '90s, Kawada was my dude. Oh, like, he's I my remember, dude. Uh, I remember seeing him kicking people in the head. And when you're like <laughs> five years old, you're just like, "That's the coolest thing in the world." <laughs> um, but then I grew up and I really started to like Kobashi Masala because I, I started to, you know, comprehend it. Um, but then New Japan, like, I always liked, like, Inoki and things like that. Um, but mainly it was, like, Bret Hart and The Rock. Those were my dudes. Like, in all those games, I played Bret Hart and I played <laughs> as The Rock. Uh, um, I thought Triple H sucked ass. Um, I thought Stone Cold was okay, but... Um, I, I was I was that cool kid. I was like Stone Cold, so as good as The Rock, you know. I was that little pretentious <laughs> little asshole. Um, but then when I got older, in session, I wanted to start wrestling. Um, I'd say a lot of like I wouldn't even say like people say like Kenta. Kenta never really was like a huge influence on me. I like I like I love his matches, but like he wasn't like uh, I want to do that. But it was guys like Shibata. It was Suzuki, um, and I, I mean. I, especially now, like, my taste in wrestling has gotten so out there. Like, um, I love Shibata's run at Big Mouth Loud when he had the, had the bullet. Yep. People don't people don't know that, but, like, he, he, he was the biggest shithead because he had, had a mullet, which I can't, I'm kind of rocking now, and he just disrespect everybody. Same thing with him and Noah. He just disrespect the fuck out of everybody, and it was the best thing ever. Um, but I'd say Shibata, like, especially the current, um, because, especially because I got the train under him. That was, and that's something that's nobody's ever ever going to take away from me is like um, when I 
because I went and did that uh, the week long thing with him, and people will will say like, "Well, he didn't really like train you." I'm like, "Dude, if you watch me grab a headlock, I grab it like him. Like all that stuff I learned from him. Um, how I roll, how I bump, how I move. That's all. Even how I run the ropes. Like people like say like I run like Jerry Lynn. Oh, that's another one. Jerry Lynn, ECW. Jerry Lynn was my dude. Um, and uh, but like uh, you can easily see all the stuff that I do was kind of formulated through Shibata. But then there's guys like Naito, and I, I can't lie, Omega. When I really got back into wrestling, Omega was like I watched him at, at Wrestle Kingdom with Okada, and I was just like, "Oh, this is what wrestling can be." You see, like these chicks that are just crying over him, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it's it's more than just." kicking the shit out of each other um and especially like nakamura like nakamura is a guy uh, i mean people can like, kind of talk shit to him now but like he was he was killing it. he doesn't have to do a whole lot but he he was star power i remember i watched him and uh against Sami Zayn at that takeover and i was like dude this is cool and then i watched him at like wrestle kingdom against the bushi um, and he just, when he comes out with his entrance and the crowd's just erupting for him, I'm like, this dude is God. Yeah. He was like, charisma personified. Like, oh yeah. Uh, and then, um, especially when I got into older stuff, then there's guys like Billy Robinson that people don't speak enough. Like someone was talking about like, oh, who's the top uh, 10 British wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. And Billy Robinson was even included. I, I got so pissed. I was like, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck your uh, your flavor of the month wrestler from the UK this year. Billy Robinson is the shit. He's still the shit. Oh, Billy Robinson might be my favorite British wrestler. The, the well, dude, but my my cash coach is a student of Billy Robinson. Like it, it especially pissed me off because let's, I've got that lineage in my wrestling bloodline, and people disregard him. I'm like, all your favorite guys. Oh, all your favorite guys love Billy Robinson or learn from Billy Robinson. Like, I, I always spout Billy's name because Billy was the dude. Same with the funk. Oh, and I think Billy and the funks were. Mm. I think people forget too that. I mean, in a business where, you know, things may be predetermined, Billy Robinson was legit tough as fuck and could have fucked anybody up. could fuck you up. Oh, no doubt. And the and I we owe Billy Robinson a lot because him coaching Sakuraba and Sakuraba being the Gracies will has, you know, gives pro wrestling legitimacy for life. I don't give a fuck what anybody that's says. One. That's another one right there that I totally forgot to admit. Um Sakuraba was another one because I remember uh, in college you get into that MMA phase, and I had a friend who was so deep into MMA, and he's like, "Dude, you'll love this guy because you like wrestling." And I just watched Sakuraba. I was like, "Oh my god, this dude is—he's just a pro wrestler. He's yeah. doing pro wrestling shit, but he does it legitimately. Like he legit uh, fucking double stomps people in pride." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, look at me! I'm a Gracie. I'm gonna pull a guard. Hey, I'm Sakuraba. I want to cartwheel, double stomp you. You're not gonna be ready for it. I'm gonna like kick the shit out of you. And I and Oh, what's that? You can't stand now? Oh, I'm sorry. You you wanted to wear your gi? Go fuck yourself. And I just I I love Sakuraba so much and I love Billy for for imparting all that knowledge to him. Oh dude, it and it's it's just crazy because you think of like a lot of the new fan guys, like they learn through uh, um 
through Robinson. They learn through Gotch, like all their stuff, like all their training, like all those guys. They might not be competitive about it, but they know how to wrestle. Um, and people think I'm like crazy because I love talking about uh, like technique and stuff all the time with people. I'm like, dude, that's like the formation of what we do, man. It's I I love the science, like I love that nerdy that nerdy <laughs> science shit behind wrestling. I love scientific wrestling. So uh, shout out to uh, Jake Shannon of uh, Scientific Wrestling, who is a uh, who's a Billy Robinson dude. Um, fucking. I, I'm I'm a nerd for all that kind of shit, but I also love like the Macho Manly shit. Like I love like Takiyama and Don Fry. Like there's no fucking technique. We're just gonna have to beat shit out of each other. But I mean, that's another thing too. Is that I mean, Takiyama took that fight like st- super short notice, and to just be a pro wrestler with like. I mean, obviously, it'd be a, like a, a background with it through UWFI, but at that point, it's not like he was still working shoot style regularly. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go throw fucking bombs at this big wrestler. Yeah, Don Fry had Antonio Noki's last match. People don't know that. And my favorite story is I was listening to a Don Fry uh, interview, and he was talking about talking. He's like, yeah, this dude just came out of nowhere. And I looked at, looked at him across, and I was like, all right, let's see him. And he said, but then I was like, this dude is a tough motherfucker. Jesus. And he's watching, they're, just, they're hitting the shit out of each other. They're not even like, flinching. They're just going. And Takayama already looks like an old lion anyway. He's <laughs> getting like his face pounded in. My oh. God. He's, he's one of the toughest dudes. And I'm glad that... Uh... Uh, did you hear about how he's like doing therapy now and he's uh, he's moving oh, yeah, his therapy he's doing like he's doing little weighted balls and stuff like that so he's progressing and that's amazing like uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine about it where I don't know if I necessarily want him to wrestle again but I want him to be able to move completely and just live out the rest of his oh, life yeah. comfortably it's not like it's not like Shibata where I'm like wrestle again wrestle again yeah. wrestle again please God wrestle again I'm like that's that's the one comeback people were hyped about like Daniel Bryan I was like yeah that's cool and all but I'm like I just want Shibata to come back man like when he came out at Kenta and I thought it was the comeback oh, I'm like I'm like screaming like, like a was, little girl I was crying on the inside yeah. <laughs> people people don't get like my girlfriend was looking at me she's like are you crying and I was like. You understand, Mike. She's like, I understand, but Mr. Scary Deathmatch guy is crying. <laughs> I was like, whatever, leave the fuck alone. <laughs> it's like watching your dad going from being crippled to walking. You're just like, oh my god, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm still hoping. We at least get one more match. I have a feeling. I, like, I, I'm not going to put it past him. The one thing that you know, um, that you'll know if you ever meet him, because um, it was that he just, he loves it. Like, the fact that I got to, like, lock up with my hero in my, like, my first year of wrestling, and, like, he sat there and he gave me some, he gave me some really good advice. Um, I, I just, I just think back to that. I was like, man, that's, that's so, it's like, that's really surreal to think about. Like, I went from watching him a year a year ago. Hey, you're training with him now. You're like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> My original coach is just like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Like, I was like, it's. It, I was like trying to piss my pants when he first uh, walked out to greet us. Now, when I met Suzuki, I almost pissed my pants. Oh, I got. I had a mark out moment for that. Oh, I wouldn't even know what to do if I was face to face with him. I try to be straight face with everybody. Like I'm just like I try to be really like professional, but like Shibata Suzuki, like those are like 
um, otherworldly dudes to me. And like the fact that I got to see them, I got to learn from one and I got to kind of talk with one for, I got to talk with Suzuki for a second at the, uh, the first blood sport show. I got to talk with them and I got to tell him that I was training under catch under student abilities. And he got, he legitimately got interested and we spoke for like maybe like a minute and then he had to go. And I was like, Oh, so wrestling's a wild, wild world. And like, <laughs> you expect it to be like this really big and expansive thing. But if you really get into the nitty gritty of it, it's really not. And I think that's what makes it beautiful is that there's, you know, oh, yeah. you have this connection with a dude who, you know, is, is an idol to so many. And you just mention a name he knows. And he's kind of like, oh. He's like, oh. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Was, I still have that picture. I have his uh, I have his original Pancras uh, card, too. I oh, got that's it. awesome. Some, guy, some fan just bought it for me and was like, hey, I want you to have this. And I was like, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and I just I love Suzuki so much. He's he is he's my favorite current wrestler, and just the stuff he he's still really doing. Gotta beat this shit. Oh, I know, right? It was so fucking good. Uh, uh, like that's one thing people are complaining about the no fan thing. Like, dude, if you deliver a really good match, like it does not fucking matter. Like, like yeah, the fans make it a thousand times better. But if you deliver like a, a good hard hitting match where it's just one dude and one dude, you're not worried about the high spots for the crowd and you're just going out there and you're wrestling and you're making it fucking legit where like if you're watching the screen you're leaning and going uh uh like that's that's wrestling man yeah you can do it no matter no matter where i mean enough i would know because my first couple shows there was basically nobody there to begin with, so <laughs> i mean i'll admit like when i tried you know watching some of the early wb no fans stuff only because i mean there wasn't a lot on so it was kind of oh well, here's what's available I, I wasn't feeling oh, it. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I mean, oh, no, it's hard, but that's the thing. I don't, um, cause I remember when I first started, um, I, you know, everybody wants to be in the WWE, blah, 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 blah. But then I just realized I was like, I don't really want, cause I watched like all these guys, other works and I'm just like, these, there's so much more. And I, I as a independent kind of guy where I don't like, uh, you know, turning, going, going in, doing your job, no ifs, ands, or buts, and you just have to do what you're told. I was like, I would hate it there, man. And then I started doing getting doing the deathmatch stuff, and I was starting to get a little uh, people pushing behind me, and I was like, this is so much more fun. If I could get like a Japanese contract and be able to come to the USA and just do whatever I want here, I'm like, that's I'm so much happier with that. Now, if my girlfriend gets signed by the by the E, I'm like, cool, man. We're gonna move to Florida. And I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and I mean, I think part of it for me was just that. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the product in the first place. <laughs> I it's I only tune in for stuff that I, I know I'm interested in, like the uh, the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match for the IC belt. I was like, I'm gonna watch that, and it was really good. But that's the thing; it's like you gotta pick and choose between a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the time or the patience. I'm like, I could just go watch good wrestling on IWTV, or I could go watch good wrestling off the New Japan Network, or I could go find some Noah matches on YouTube or on uh, Daily Motion. I'm like, I've got so many other options. If you're not going to deliver a good option consistently, I'm not going to give a shit. Exactly. And when. Like, I don't even watch AEW consistently, but I could at least go there and be like, I could, I could at least see maybe one or two good matches per show. I can't say that for for WWE. I can't. Yeah, you, you're you're honestly right. And 
with with New Japan, I just feel like they've been nailing it so far. And I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm a fanboy, but at the same time, I just feel like it's just good products. Good products. Yeah, so much more engaging to like a wrestling mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just I, I like the Zack Saber Junior. Zack Saber Junior. quote on uh, one of my friends told me about it. And I listened to it, but he made a quote on like mat wrestling and like British wrestling. So like you know, like really complicated chain wrestling. And he essentially said like. Uh, Doing uh, chain wrestling in front of an American audience is like reading Shakespeare to a dog, and I was like, ah, <laughs> "You're not wrong." Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's there's places where it'll get like people will like it, but I'm like, he's really not wrong. And I I got told people like I have no desire to work for a big company in America. I would rather go. I mean, my style I could probably get away with it. Like it's it's I'm a simple hard hitting dude, and I throw people. But like I feel like I just have much more fun other places and I, I mean essentially i have like it's even here in the midwest i'm like i have more fun wrestling out of the midwest than i do wrestling in the midwest yeah i i, I, I guess say that. that but <laughs> yeah i mean but but i understand and I mean, I mean it's just annoying it's it's because like i i'm always i'm always willing to kill myself for someone's product if they're willing to believe in me but like the fact that People in the Midwest kind of like just shrug their shoulders. Um, I'm like, fine, dude, fuck it. So I'm going all these other. And there's, I, I've had people say to me, I would not pay to watch you wrestle. People that are kind of in, in wrestling. And I'm like, well, that's cool because I'm going to go, you know, out of the state and I'm going to get paid to wrestle a lot more than you. And that's not me gloating. That's me going, there's I, obviously I'm doing something right because people want to pay for me to travel. I don't like. I, I think I'm doing a lot better than what I what I was doing a year ago. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've said before, you know, on this podcast that the Midwest is currently going through, like, a big indie boom. And I feel like there's a lot of promotions that, you know, if used you correctly, it would be a big addition to their product. Uh, especially now, because I, I kind of went through a metamorphosis in the past year. Of like, I was kind of a timid dude, but after you know, you get glass on your head and you almost get an artery cut. You just kind of you're not afraid of anything anymore. And that's one thing people noticed is, um, like, I've just I've got so much more attitude, and I'm like I'm perpetually a good guy. It's like that's one thing too is like people want me to be like a, a dick heel, and I'm like I'm not. That's just not who I am. Now if they boo me, okay, cool man. But like I even went to uh, ICW uh, Milwaukee. That's where uh, Orin Fight is from, and so he's. He's like universally beloved there. But I had fans coming up to me after like our match. They, they, I didn't get booed. There's there were some soft cheers, but fans came up to me like, "Yeah, we we wanted you to win, but Owens also our guy, so we kind of had to cheer for him." I was like, "I get it, man." <laughs> so, but the next time I came out, they were like, they were loud as shit for me, and I was like, "Ah, see, aha." But it's just got to get someone's got to get in these guys' ear and be like, "Why aren't you using him?" Um, and that, I'm essentially I'm trying to get to that point where people. Um, they don't deny me, or they go, "Oh no, we got to use him because he's everywhere." Yeah, and, and I—it's funny. I had to come. To, I had to come to the East Coast to do that, which is weird. And you, <laughs> you just mentioned that match with Oren, uh, the Frozen Tundra match. Uh, I loved that match. That was such a good match. <laughs> oh, it's funny because, like, I feel like we could we could do a lot more, but. The f- people were like talking about it, like, "Damn, but we love that match." I was like, "Really? Cool, man!" Like, because then. I, th- I thought we had a bit more 
we, I, I got a bit, I got a bit, ugh, I can't talk today. Ugh. I got a bit more, I took pre-workout before we did this thing, so I'm like all jittery. I, I, I had a match with Neil Cutter at, um, at Ice Dave in Milwaukee, and essentially, like that crowd was like roaring for it. I know because it was that weird like Christmas show crowd, yeah. so, like, and it was a kind of a one-sided crowd too. But like the fact that like the crowd was roaring for Neil and I, like back and forth was cool. But like the fact that people still enjoyed that match um, with Oren, I was I'm happy because that's the only thing I just I want to deliver with anybody. And Oren's got a really distinct style. Neil has a really distinct style. Um, you know, versatility is key in wrestling, and I'm I'm trying to show that more and more and more. Yeah, definitely, and I, I totally get that. And, like, when, like, I see you, I'm kind of reminded of Hayabusa in the way that he was incredibly versatile, and so were you. Oh, yeah, but he was much more high-flying than mine. Like, I, yeah. I watched him do a, a, a Phoenix Splash, and I go, fuck <laughs> <that."> <laughs> I would snap my neck. I, like, I could do a moonsault, but I'm like, I've got something in the back of my head where I'm like, man... I'm going to fuck up one of these. I'm going to land on my head. I just know it. I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm that big of a dunce. Like, it's funny. Like, I'm really graceful, I think, in a ring. But when I'm not in a ring, I am, I'm like stumbling everywhere. I'm, I'm a mess. That's kind of how it is, I guess. So, uh, speaking of high flying, uh, you've been to Mexico. <laughs> How did oh, you? Yeah. I went to Mexico and I didn't even do a, like a high flying match. I was like the most grounded one there. How did the opportunity? How did the opportunity come to go to Mexico? And why was okay. why was that the place you did your first death match? So this is a the continuity of this shit is like it, my, I think of my life as honestly like some kind of weird ass anime because it, everything just keeps coming back. Like um, so. GCW had um, the mat, the show with Kasai. Uh, they said it couldn't be done, yeah. right? So, and I got asked by uh, Shane Mercer. He's like, hey, do you want to go? And I said, yeah, sure, I'll go. Um, and then Aiden Blackheart went. And so we all went together, and it was cool. Uh, met Nate Webb through there. And we, all, we just, you know, drove there, and I watched the show. I had never seen a death match before, and my life <laughs> so that was my first show ever seeing that um and but we also picked up alex cologne on the way and alex cologne was the guy that faced Kasai that night and so i was just talking to alex and and alex gives me shit to this day for it he goes kids stick to normal wrestling don't do death match. <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna come back later <laughs> and um so we go we go all the way there and I'm watching the show, and, you know, uh, met Marcus Crane, because they had that four-way with Marcus, uh, Jimmy, and uh, Eddie. That was Eddie. It was uh, Eric, Eric Ryan. And so I'm just watching this, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Then Nick Gage and Slack comes out, which I thought was really cool. I think uh, was, I think it was Braver and Tremont on that show, too. Oh, off the, off the top was, of my head, I can't was, remember. Tremont and somebody. I can't remember. But essentially it got to uh, intermission. And I went out with Aiden and we were just walking around. And I, uh, <laughs> I, we were just we were just talking and he got a call. And he's like, huh? Yeah, sure. And he looked at me and said, hey, here. And I go, yeah. And he goes, want to go to Mexico? I'm like, 
fuck yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I guess we're going to Mexico. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. I, he, I knew I wasn't going to be booked, but I knew I was like, I'm going to be able to go along and maybe show face. And you know, who knows what happens, you know? And essentially, uh, I watched Cologne and Kasai, and that was the first. That was when like it clicked for me with death matches too. Where I watched, um, I watched Omega and Okada. I watched Cologne and Kasai, and it clicked with me because people were just reacting in a very uh, emotional way to it. And I was like, oh, I get it. Um, you know, because yeah, I never hated death matches. I just I never really understood it because i'd always see you know you see the clips and you don't really watch the whole thing and you just kind of go uh whatever and you move on um but then i watched that match i was like oh i get it and then on the way home i was fixing holes in alex's head uh, i was cleaning them out because he had a guest plate stuck in his dome and he was just like groaning the whole time and i was like oh this is so fucked up and here i you know here i am two years later taking guests to the head like it's fucking nothing <laughs> Oh, my life is weird. But essentially, uh, that's how we got to Mexico. And so I just hopped in the car, and that's how I met John and I met Reed, and we all went down together. And I got there, and I was I was dressed in my suit because one thing people know generally, um, I wear a suit. I got to get my suit replaced because I wore my suit in a death match <laughs> tournament, and I got it all fucked up because I, I know I didn't have any gear because um, my gear got misplaced, and so I had to wear that. But um, went all the way down there, shook hands. You know, I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I speak Spanish, but not great. I'll say that. Like, yeah. I could speak enough to tell you my favorite color and what my favorite food is and shit like that. And I get there, and the promoter's like, uh, this guy no show. Uh, can he wrestle? And Aiden looked at me, and he's like, yes, he can. And I was like, okay, cool. They're like, uh, Lucha Extrema. And I was like, Lucha what? And they're like, uh, Reed leaned over and he's like, uh, you're going to be in a death match. Are you, are you down? And I was like, I've never bled before. I've never done any of this <laughs> shit. And I know what death match means because I saw one of the best ones in the, in the Americas up close and I fixed the dude's head afterwards. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> and that's essentially how I had my first death match. I put on my normal gear and I went out there and I got my ass destroyed by light tubes oh. my first light tube i ever took wasn't even a normal like a single light tube it was a giant bundle oh, that Jesus. had crashing through my back because <laughs> i was choking a dude um and yeah man that's that's essentially what it happened and it all just spiraled from there like people like um aiden posted about it and like word of mouth like people were like what akira did what <laughs> what and then as soon as we got back to america um Aiden got a, a message from the promoter and he's like, Hey, they want you back the next show. I'm like, okay. And uh, tales all this time, man. Just, it, it just kind of spiraled out of control. More people wanted me to do a show and I jumped on it. And then that, then I almost died. And then I started doing more death matches. <laughs> do and you, here I am now, you know, do you really just, I was all spiral. <laughs> and now I see, whenever I see Alex, um, he gives me shit. And he goes, I told you, I told you, don't do death matches. But what'd you do, Akira? And I go, I did a death match. <laughs> do you want to talk about your near-death experience, or do you want to just go or just pass it by? Oh, man, dude, it's fine. I don't, like, I, I, a lot more people get more mad over that than I do. <laughs> I don't get mad over that shit. 
Like, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here now. Um, people don't really think about it like that. Uh, essentially, I had a match um, at AWR, which is my home turf now in Indianapolis. And uh, it was their first deathmatch tournament. So it was the first deathmatch tournament in a long while in, in Indiana. And essentially, um, I got... Well, the first thing, I got sabooed with a pane of glass. Normally, with glass, it's supposed to be uh, tempered, so it turns into snow, essentially. It cuts you up, but it's not going to kill you. Um, I got thrown um, non-tempered glass, which turns into shards. So basically, I took a dangerous weapon to my skull. It shattered. It cut my wrist, and that's the first thing I see is blood. I, I still... I'm looking at the scar right now. This is a little scar, but it was just squirting out blood. And it was like shooting through the, shooting up. And the ref looked at me and was like, oh shit. And the guy was just was like, oh shit. And I was like, we're no, 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 no. We're not doing, because I knew he was going to say, we're, we're done. And I was like, no, we're not. Fuck you. We're going to finish. I grabbed my wrist and I started, I started kicking. I was like, no, we're fucking, done. we're finishing this match. So match keeps going. And the finish is I got uh, vinegar and salt poured on my wounds oh. over my head. And no, it was lemon juice, so it's even worse. Oh, and uh, so I got all that poured on me while I had a double wrist lock on the dude. Let go, and I got power bombed through like two panes of glass with scissors and salt on top of them. Oh! And that cut me. I have a giant ass gash on my on my uh, thigh, and it's like maybe a half an inch away from an artery. So like like I'm talking like it's near my groin. So I'm, it's half an inch away from a really vital area. Where if you get cut there, you're bleeding all over the place. And essentially, I got to the back. I didn't even notice um, until I got to the back. It's almost like, dude, you've got you've got like a vagina on your leg. And I go, what? And I look down, and it's this gush about. I'm like, oh hey. And they started cleaning that, and then I I raised my elbow for a second. And the guy guy goes, dude. I'm like, what? He's like, you got another vagina. I'm like where? He's like, on your elbow. And he shut. He put his finger inside of it and wiggled oh. it. And I was like, I was like, oh hey, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so they started super gluing that and um i i got a, a wonderful thing i got some green in me and so i really wasn't feeling much got home and the glue that we had sealed tore open oh no. so it it started going everywhere and i it was the middle of the night and obviously no we're gonna go hey babe and she goes yeah i'm like i'm gonna go to the hospital <laughs> she goes Go to the hospital, you idiot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I went to the hospital. They cleaned it out, and they were, like, the nurses were, like, horrified. They were they're pulling glass out and this coagulant stuff that we I'd used to stop some of the bleeding. And they were, like, retching. And I was like, what? They're like, dude, that's so gross. It's so deep. And I'm like, oh, can you stitch me up? And they're like, yeah, we have to stitch you up. <laughs> and so I just sat there. They gave me some uh, wonderful drugs. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I went home. <laughs> And I mean, I I saw people message me about it, like like every interview, people are like, so uh, tell me about you dying, and I'll I I gotta find the pictures, but I still have the pictures of like the wounds, and I mean, like I got my first big T-shirt sale from that because I got that T-shirt design, my first T-shirt design, which by the way, getting an indie connection, so uh, when next Friday, so I'll have all my cool T-shirts designs, that T-shirt design included, with my bloody ass face and um. Like, people just, like, in droves, and people are like, this guy's fucking crazy, he's stupid, tough, blah, 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 blah. And the, and the one thing that irked me was there's people in the Midwest who are like, oh, Akira thinks he's crazy because he does death matches. And I'm like, 
bitch, I almost died. Right? <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm not I'm not crazy? I'm like, I don't even think I'm crazy, but like then people like they put it the context of like, dude, you jump through glass you put light tubes on your back and jump on top of someone and it explodes. I'm like Oh yeah, that is a little crazy, isn't it? I've become so fucking jaded to what's <laughs> normal now. <laughs> Was there ever like a thought after that to like not do anymore? Um, so I had people mess me go no more and I was like I don't think I can do no more just because that's what people want to see like some people want to see that man and I'm not I'm going to get take the opportunities where I can get it I'm not going to fucking just quit um, there was a th- I, I I get a little apprehensive sometimes when I think about glass but I, I'm also that kind of guy where once I'm in the ring I don't give a shit I'm just going to take whatever so, it, like, it's it's kind of in the back of my head, but it's also kind of something I just kind of shrug off and go, eh, whatever, fuck it. It's it's nuts, man. I don't know if I would have been well, able to like keep going. <laughs> well, when you're my th- my entire thing is I want to make it. I want to make a living out of this, and I'm going to do what I have to do. Like my girlfriend still like what, back then she was like, please don't do any, please don't do any, and then. That we're here now. She's like, your scars make you hot. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and plus they make me look cool as shit. I'm not gonna lie. I've got some pr- pretty gnarly scars. I'm turning into. That's one thing. Uh, if you ever talk to John Lynn Murdoch, he loves like he's like, yeah, man, this, this would be a cool scar that he gets from a match. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, John, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh man, this is gonna turn me into a legit samurai. I've got scars on my back. <laughs> I've dove into insanity and there's no coming out of it. <laughs> I, I, but hey, I mean, that's that's what wrestling is. So the fact that you're just enjoying the ride is the best part. I, dude, I get dropped in my head for a living. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm here to live life and whatever happens, happens. I, I mean, I try to be sa- as safe as possible, but at the, at the core of all, I don't really give too much of a shit. As long as I know I can do something without it killing me, I'm fine. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that's... That's a fair way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, they're, no, because they're, there's some deathmatch dudes that you'll talk to them and they just don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, I'll take that really stupid thing that you have no control over. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm that crazy, but I mean, we'll like, find out. I'll eventually have one of those matches where they're like, hey, you have to do this spot. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> hope I wake up from it. Right? Oh, it's... I mean, you mentioned the scissors in, you know, that whole thing where you nearly died. It's just something about scissor boards that, that really get me. Like, you mentioned Oren and oh, his thing with Takeda. Oh, yeah, him and, uh, him and uh, Takeda. Yeah. No, those, were, those were butcher knives. Oh, that's but right. Like, it was uh, knives out of the board. Shit. But I was, oh, I was also there for when uh, Jimmy Lloyd got the, like, almost got the scissors in his throat. Oh, Jesus. And I, I was in the back. I was, I, I was actually in the back cleaning out... Uh, a cut he had in his shoulder. <laughs> so, like, I've been there for all this, like, shit that people don't know about. I'm like, yeah, I was there. Clean him out. <laughs> it was weird to me. Oh. Oh, man. Like, some of the shit I've seen at shows, I just I just think about it. I was like, I did not think I was going to be here three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? That this is your life now? <laughs> oh, like, uh, some, I got thrown through a chair once, and it, I slid, and I smacked into another chair. And so I have this cut on my eyebrow and like it was a huge gash and my girlfriend was on the show and she was freaking the fuck out and all the other aggressors were freaking the fuck out 
Which it's also weird because it was at a furry convention thing. So like they, uh, it, was a, it was a show sponsored by a bunch of furries, and they dude they paid me my, my they paid me what I was supposed to get paid. So I can't really say shit. Yeah. But I get to the back and all all the furries are freaking the fuck out, and I'm like, uh, you know, there's one dude I know. He had like my second match ever. And I was like, hey, I'm like, he's like, what's up? I'm like, can you give me some glue? He's like, I got you, man. And we sat there and we just glued it. Like the promoter was looking at us like all horrified. It's like, yeah, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, I've become that jaded, like, to injury. I'm like, eh, just, it's just a giant gash in my eyebrow. Not a big deal, bro. <laughs> just some blood. We're fine. <laughs> Get the Gorilla Glue. <laughs> oh, uh, so I use Anchor, and it cuts me off after an hour, so I'm just going to stop, save, and we'll just start right back up. Sound good? That's cool, man. All right. All right, and we're back. That was simple enough. <laughs> uh, commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. It's it's crazy. You only got a couple days left, and you're going to be in New Jersey, surrounded by cars, in a ring with chains. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, God. How excited. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for putting it in perspective, man. How excited uh, are you, though? What's up? How excited are you, though? Oh, no, I, I'm really excited, but I've got those, like, I've got those butterflies. I haven't had those butterflies. Like, I, I'll have the butterflies before I go out to wrestle but i've never had it where it's like i mean i've got butterflies like you know two or three days ahead of the time but i'm um, i'm really excited man that's my ipad it's on a it's on a show that like all the wrestling sites and all the wrestling newspapers and dirt sheets are talking about and i'm like yeah. I, gotta, I gotta deliver man and i've got people that are hyping it up people that i look up to or like hey man this match could be it could be the sleeper or it could be the big one and i'm like Thanks for telling me that, dickheads. Yeah, was it Alex today who tweeted that you uh, you guys were the sleeper match? Oh yeah, Uncle Alex. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm in a couple of Discord chats. And they're like, dude, did you see did you see uh, Cologne uh, tweet about you? And I was like, yes, yes, I did. You tagged me. God damn it, I saw that shit like immediately. <laughs> well. I'm, I'm 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 really excited. I'm ready to go out there, and I'm just ready to get back into it, man. Like. There's some people that are going to talk shit about people wrestling, but like we've got to like that was like that had become a major part of my income, and it was also like I was at that point where I was about to I felt like I was about to start really hitting off. Like I've, I've been hitting off decent enough, but I'm talking like on a bigger platform. And the fact that I get to come back and I get to start up again on an pay per view that everybody's going to be watching, you know, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> and it's a weird ass match stipulation too with the chains and shit i'm like let's get weird let's get crazy and i mean i don't know i mean i get how some people can be upset about like maybe starting now and some of the things surrounding it but i mean i can't think of a safer setting where the majority of people are either going to be in Outside. their cars or you know maybe in their truck beds you, you're not going to be close well, to anyone they, they, they have it now where uh you can like if you'll be in a certain area, but you can bring your own chair. It's, oh, it's, okay. all, it's also not, yeah, it's not just in a vehicle now because they, they opened up for more tickets because, uh, I guess New Jersey is kind of being a little more relaxed, but we're still doing like all the show precautions. That's the same thing with like the week after, like, um, at AWR, they're doing like show, like precautions of like, Hey, uh, we're going to have like group settings. Um, you're in this group. So you sit here, all the chairs are like going to be six feet apart. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm at least wrestling for promotions that give a shit 
about the wrestlers and about the fans. Like, if you want to come up and meet a wrestler, you got to have a mask on. Me, personally, I don't give a shit. As long as you have a mask, I'll hug you. I don't care. And, yeah. That's and, the kind of guy I am, too. <laughs> and GCW did it well in their outdoor setting, too. I thought that was handled very well. I mean. Oh, shout out to Calvin Tangman for getting signed, like, immediately after that <laughs> show. Yeah, man. He he tore it up. And that was a dude's long, long standing. He's another dude that people kind of, like, in the, in the Midwest slept on. Like, he had a lot more hype um, because, like, places like bizarro would book him and stuff like that so like the people in the midwest knew him but he was also kind of an underdog in terms of uh the grander scheme of things the fact that he went he went from being the midwest guy to hey you're signed i'm like that's cool man like he he busts his ass he also he's been an on point a couple times and he's he's killed it every time he's been there yeah i've i've always been a fan of his work you just mentioned on point now you're facing reed bentley someone you've wrestled before uh, I remember the oh, yeah. death match you guys did in On Point. So, uh, how beneficial is it that you've worked in this this setting before? I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but there's there's familiarity. You guys are friends. Does that does that help things? Um, I think in terms of what we're gonna do, yeah, especially because like we nobody's wrestled in a while. There's a couple guys that you know wrestled last weekend, but a lot of us might have a little bit of a rust i guess you could say um but the fact that it's us two we have worked each other and the fact that we had that that match that people were talking about like when uh when we got announced we were wrestling again people were hyped just because of that match especially like a lot of the east coast people that saw the match live they're like dude that shit was fucking surreal and i'm just like all right it's a guy that i know it's i'm friends with my love reed he's gonna kick the shit out of me i gotta be ready to kick the shit out of him um, I'm just, I'm happy it's him because I know I can kind of get back into the swing of things as quickly as possible with him. Yeah. And uh, I definitely think that it's, it's going to be an awesome match. I mean, I don't want to, you know, make you think that there's too much of like a high ceiling for it, but you guys are both dudes who are incredibly hard workers. Both of you have, have had iconic death matches. I mean, his match with John Wayne Murdoch at one of the ICW New York shows, uh, you know, was widely acclaimed as a great American death match. Your death match with Aiden Blackheart at IWA Deep South is just absolutely fucking insane. And I mean, that was, that was the show that got a lot of, uh, I mean, it got a lot of attention. Not all of it, not all of it was good, <laughs> but holy shit. If you like, I, I'll be honest, I have not bought anything IWA Deep South related maybe since the early carnage cups, but I, Literally bought that off Smart Mark just for that match alone, and it was totally worth the fucking money. You guys That's, nailed that, it. That, that power bomb. Oh, yeah. fucked me up so bad. <laughs> oh, that was like one of the first things. The first things I was seeing was everybody kind of like shitting on the show, and then somebody said, "I just got to the Akira Aiden match. Holy fuck!" And I'm wondering, okay, is this a good holy fuck or bad? And then someone gift that, and I'm like. Oh shit! This is fucking Dude, that, insane. That fucked my world up. I had a, like I, I went back to work and uh, my back started spasming from it. Oh, and so it would seize up. So I, I went to uh, the the Asian massage place in the mall and I went there like five times in a row and it was bliss. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad I couldn't lift. It, oh. it, it fucked me up. I mean, it was really cool that it like that that happened. Like there was some. Like I'm the fact that that match happened at Deep South that everybody shits on, you know, yeah, right? and the fact that 
people, uh, but that match st- stood out so fucking well. I was like, and the fact that it was there, I was like, that 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 like talks more about Aiden and I's work ethic than anything else. I like, and, like, I'm uh, that was our first match we ever had together too. Really? <laughs> yeah, like one on one, first ever time. Uh, ironically, when we went to Mexico, we were in a fatal four way together for that, that, my first death match. That was a fatal four way. He was in it. We really didn't interact a whole lot. So the fact we went from that to having that match and people just talking about it like crazy, we were just like, we were just driving back. We were just kind of like nodding our head like, all right, that, we think that was a good one. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. And even after the the power bomb through that fucking disgusting setup, I feel like I might have cringed more when he speared you through all those fucking chairs. I'm just like, holy shit. There's the chair spot. There was um, me kicking the shit out of him with the katana. And when I slid the chair and I did that running high kick, that I almost slipped and fell and cracked my head on. Yeah, when I saw the like, chair come out from of, under you, I was like, fuck. Stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff where I just looked back and was like, oh, man, that looks brutal. Like when I did the uh, the mood lock with the, uh, with the barbed wire. Yes. It was just, yeah, that's that's a match I highly recommend to anyone listening. Just, if you have to, go out of your way to find that. I think If it's, you don't want to buy it, I, it's on my YouTube. <laughs> no, it's I think so far it is my favorite death match of the year. Thank you. That's saying a whole fucking lot. <laughs> I, Jesus. I mean, to be fair, there has been a whole lot, so it could be like a backhand compliment. <laughs> but, but I get what you're saying. Thank you, though, man. Oh, yeah, I feel like no matter what, that thing's not going out of my top five. <laughs> Shit, thank you. <laughs> oh, now, we, we've mentioned Ida Bay Nolds Bard, I mean, recently rebranded from ICW New York, and it's known for this unique setup now with, you know, the chains for ropes, and you got, like, wooden platforms for the top rope. Uh, oh, yeah. Everything about this show is different, and, uh, like, do you have any expectations about it? Um, I'm going to go into this with... None other than I got to go in there and deliver, if not the best death match of my career so far. And it's a really weird setting too, but um, the fact that I'm working with Reed, I, I think we can really come up with some with something really special, and that's what we want to do. We want to come out. We want. I mean, we we want to kill each other, but we got like three months of pent up aggression <laughs> um, to swing back at each other with. But we want to come out there. We want, we want to be. What Alex said, we oh, we don't even want to be the sleeper match. Honestly, we want to be the the match that no, people were kind of talking about, but we blew out of the water. Especially with like matches like uh, Alex and Eric, and with like uh, Casanova and Nick. We want to come out there and be like, no, fuck you. We're the guys. We did it. We stole the show. That's always my 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 goal at this point. And I feel like there is total potential for that. And. Uh, how like how crazy is it, or excited are you about it being live on IWTV? Like the, the, the amount of people that can watch this is crazy. Uh, it's I um I mean I think about it a lot, man. I'm it's I'm it's my first time, especially on like, on, on that level of that many people watching. It's not gonna be one of those like, hey, uh, IWTV is uh, showing the show, you know. Where it's like, I mean, you'll make maybe 15 people watching it while it's being played live. This is one that you're going to have, like, you know, the, the gift machines and the Twitter people are going to be going like crazy for it. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, this, uh, this is the one I've been looking for in terms of uh, scope. I've got to 
I've got to go out there and I got to do it. And there's people that are saying like, you're going to go out there, you're going to kill it. And then the next time you're going to go out there and have a 30 minute technical classic. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you just made me tired just hearing that shit. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's totally possible that that is your next two in a row. And I think like when you hear IWTV and some of the live streams, like it's been said before, like beyond has brought in hundreds of thousands of viewers at once. And I feel like this is our first like big live one on IWTV in a while. So I, I feel like it's entirely possible that a hundred or 200,000 people could be watching. And that's fucking oh, insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I get, I get nervous a little bit, but like those nerves really fuel me. They want to go even harder. Like when I had the match with Reed at the survival of the sickest, I was, I was nervous when I went out there and I was like, all right, let's just go. Let's just go. Same thing with, uh, with Tony and I. I was nervous. I was like, no, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my shit. And I'm going to hang with Tony. And I'm going to prove that I, I can be on that level if you fucking let me. And I mean, normally the nerves come out a lot with my favorites. But like, in Mexico, that was almost my first death match ever. I was so goddamn nervous. But and then I went through the curtain. And, you know, you feel that crowd energy. You're like, nah, I'm home. Let's do this. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that match with Tony. It is on YouTube, and if you have IWTV, please go watch it there. Watch so that, the whole show. Yeah. Watch the whole show. It's man. a good like, show. If you want to watch that, rewatch that match afterwards, cool. Go to my YouTube, but please go and watch On Point and watch Hard Over Hype. You can't watch the anniversary show, too, because the anniversary show where I wrestled Tremont, that was still an entirely great show from top to bottom. It's just, it was so fucking cold. Nobody <laughs> showed, like, there was like maybe 30, 40 people there. But still, the crowd was loud and they were interactive. Like On Point has been really killing it. Like they, oh yeah, they took a chance on Calvin. They took a chance on Cole, and and you know Calvin and Cole, they're killing it on GCW now. So it's like, if you want to see guys that are going to go to the next step, me included, and hopefully me, John, and Reed on some promotion somewhere, like go watch that. Like they, uh, Loudy runs a really great product. He. He wants to give people a chance, and and you were definitely picking up steam there with the with the big two back to back wins. So hopefully they get rolling again too, so we can see where that storyline is going to play out. Oh yeah, it's I've heard whispers and rumors. I have no idea where everything's going, but the, the fact that that um, people from from the East Coast, the people at H two O, think of me like, no, dude, your family. I'm like, I've been to like three or four times, man, and. <laughs> The fact that people at the East Coast love me more than in the Midwest is, well, it's a little hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't blame you, man. Uh, that's all I got for, for wrestling questions. Are you ready for some that have nothing to do with wrestling at all? Yeah, it's true. Maybe. All right, uh, I'll go with the, the, the routine one. Uh, grape or strawberry jelly? Uh, both. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, what was the worst food you had in Mexico? Oh, my God. Um, so, when we first went down there, like, they treated us like kings. People have to understand that. Um, they treated us like kings. NGX was awesome. Uh, I still call them my home in Mexico because, like, I still have the fans messaging me going, dude, when are you coming back? I miss you. And I'm like, when they booked me, man, I can't force myself on every fucking show i wish i could because i love monterey <laughs> but they took us to like this really fancy buffet where like uh this little girl was having her quinceanera there and um, like they're already so dressed up and you got 
my ass in a suit, so I always look like I kind of belong. Then you got like Aiden, John, and Reed, who look like homeless people. From <laughs> but the, like they had like this really fancy food at a buffet, and it was awesome. So we just had to eat as much as we wanted. I can't even list them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, what is the uh, the the worst trip you've ever taken? Worst wrestling trip, or what's what's uh, I guess both, in a sense, do apply here. <laughs> oh God, it was WrestleMania last year. <laughs> God, just being around all like all those wrestlers all the time. Everybody's like got their nose in the air and being pretentious as shit. You got fucking. Uh, just so many people like it's everything's constantly moving it's expensive as shit or, um like it just i it sucked i <laughs> and, well i wasn't even booked so it was like i'm just here as kind of like a, as an onlooker like i would only go back to WrestleMania weekend if i was booked and because if i'm booked at least i'm gonna get taken care of a little bit yeah it just it sucks so bad <laughs> Uh, favorite ice cream br- oh sorry <laughs> favorite ice cream brand favorite ice cream I don't have like a favorite brand if I buy ice cream I'm just gonna buy ice cream I don't, I don't really give a shit what um, <laughs> I, 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 people trash it I do like Halo Top though I've had a few like, I've had a few I'm that weren't bad bitchy dude about flavors I mean Halo Top has that one pancake and waffles flavor that's absolutely fucking delicious that's great uh, I, I like their like their streets of like their uh, the raspberry and stuff like that. Uh, the cheesecake, love that. Um, I don't feel like a complete asshole whenever I eat Halo Top. Um, but like, I'm not really picky about ice cream. I'm like, ice cream's ice cream. If you're picky about ice cream, you're kind of a pretentious asshole. Oh man, I'm a pretentious <laughs> asshole now. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, you said it, man, not me. You could have just not said anything. <laughs> And uh, the last question, the standard bearer of the show, what is the creepiest basement you've ever been in and why? Um, uh, creepiest basement. I mean, if you want to talk to, like, eight-year-old me, it was the basement that my room was in oh, when I was growing up. Because I'm eight years old and I'd stay up and I'd watch horror movies. Oh. It's, I'm, in this, I'm in this basement with no... Uh, tops you see all the pipes and shit like i watched like a rack i watched arachnophobia when i was like eight or nine and like oh dude i was like hiding under my blankets so the spiders wouldn't get me it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> like so i'd say that or um there was just one base i can't remember where it was i think it was one of my friends i stayed the night there and he had like he had family over because he um they'd just gotten back from Mexico or whatever, and dude, the basement was so creepy. <laughs> I, also, the basement at uh, the Jeffersonville Arena, and here in Indiana, I, it's roast creepy at night. You're like all the lights off. You're like the fourth yeah, or fifth person that's mentioned that one specifically. It's it's a sex dungeon, dude. It's creepy. <laughs> I think even Beef said that one was like fucking creepy. Uh, I know Sarah dude, did. It's like a fucking hostile it's gross you're, you're, you're afraid someone's gonna come out and shake you up oh then it smells like mold and shit <laughs> Ugh. 
And then you can't count how many creeps have been in there, like wrestlers and not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, all the guys that got out of there. It's like, oh, my God, I changed to, like, creepy rapists. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. That, that... And I, I mean, I don't wrestle there anymore, so it's it's kind of funny to me, but I just think that I'm like, ugh. It's, it's legitimately disgusting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's gross. And, um, when people flush the toilet, fucking, well, I haven't been there in a while, so maybe they fixed it. But you could smell the shit as it got flushed. Oh. You could hear it. Yeah. That was awful. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> if, if there's like a terrible basement hall of fame, that one's that one's first ballot for sure. <laughs> in terms of wrestling, yeah, that one's going like number one. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I had I had such a great time. I can't wait to be watching you Saturday. Uh, I'm really excited, you, and I know you're going to fucking kill it. I'm going to do my best. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, I mean, if you guys want to follow me on, like, any social media, it's at the Akira Way on everything. So I was just not, about to mention that. I'm assholes that has, like, five different names for <laughs> social media. Uh, and don't forget to... Uh, just search him on Pro Wrestling Tees. He has a store there too. Uh, if you still I have a store there too, I have a store there too. But next Friday, I'm going to have an Indie Connection uh, store, and it's going to be I'm going to be replacing that um, the Pro Wrestling Tees store with that. Okay, I have a lot. Like I have a wider variety of stuff. Like I mean, people know that I have Coda the Deathmatch Dog, and he's going to have like his own merchandise and stuff on there too. <laughs> I'm talking like dog toys and shit like that too. Nice. Uh, so if like you... tube dog toys. Like two dog toys. Not no, like uh, get like a long thing, make it look like a like a light. Yeah, and a squeaky toy. That's great. That's money. Oh, money. that's marketing, man. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> I, I, I've told people that. I've told my girlfriend that. She just shook her head. And she's like, "Don't use our dog for marketing." I was like, "He's got to bring in money somehow." That's right. I mean, if, if, <laughs> if as long as he pays for his own food from it, that's great. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, brother. This is allowance. <laughs> uh, uh, as I said, this was great. I hope, you know, down the road when you blow up again uh, or when you blow up, the, really blow up, you, you won't feel like you're too big league to come back and talk to me. <laughs> Dude, I love talking wrestling. If I'm getting to the point where all I'm doing is wrestling for my job, I'm going to be like, let's do podcasts, man. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> all right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. Thank you, man. Bye. All right, everybody, that was Akira, and that was a great conversation with a dude who can literally do it all, seriously. If you have IWTV, just search Akira. I mean, you might have to search in between some of the Japanese shows that are on there now, which, again, huge props to IWTV for all the Japanese promotions that have been brought in, uh, especially Battle Arts, huge Battle Arts, Mark. But, I mean, uh, the on-point stuff is great. The the EWE stuff is also good. I just... Uh, he recently did a, a freelance underground show. I, I can't say enough great stuff about Akira. This is a dude who is, he's going to be huge. There's no, no doubt about it in my mind. I mean, on the indies, this guy is going to be a, a dude that everyone is going to want on their shows. Fan, at least, if not for promoters, fans are going to want to see him constantly. And I, I can't wait. This is a dude who deserves it. So, uh, you know my social medias. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Alone in the Basement. Uh, Twitter's the AITB podcast. As always, thank you to my beautiful, wonderful wife, Shelby, who's upstairs dealing with, with crazy kids. Uh, if you heard any loud banging, uh, we recently got the kids these, like, gigantic mega blocks. And Archer just thinks it's great to, like, stack them all up on his little table and then just smash the fuckers all over the place. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's his thing. 
but he's my boy, and I love him, and I love Lily, and I love little Eli, and I love all you guys, and uh, I will talk uh, to someone again tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that, and uh, that's all I got. Later, everybody.